0: On a recent visit to the American Museum of Natural History in New York, I encountered a sign that struck me as an embarrassment to that institution. It claimed that the human Cossacks, or tailbone, quote, "...serves no purpose, but reminds us that humans have descended from ancestral animals with tails." Serves no purpose? Really? The claim is absurd. Although evolutionists since Darwin have been foisting such nonsense on the public, anyone who bothers to investigate the role of the Cossacks can see that this is not true. The Cossacks does in fact make a valuable contribution to the human body, while its alleged derivation from tailed ancestors is based on evolutionary assumptions, not hard facts. The Tailbone, quote, serves no purpose. Written by Keaton Halley It is rather daft of the curators at the American Museum of Natural History to assert that any feature of the human body has no purpose. How could one prove such a thing? Even if no function is known, there is always the possibility that a function exists about which one is ignorant. Plus, the evolutionists' track record regarding alleged vestigial body parts doesn't inspire confidence. In the famous Scopes trial of 1925, evolutionists claimed that there were no less than 180 vestigial structures in the human body. Since that time, functions for essentially all these have been discovered, including important known functions for the tonsils and appendix, to cite two common examples. Yet evolutionists have continued to hinder science by declaring various body parts to be useless, junk DNA being a case in point. This recurring pattern of disproved claims is one reason we have advised evolutionists to avoid calling any organ vestigial. The problem with the American Museum of Natural History's exhibit goes beyond mere ignorance, however, because we actually do know that the Cossacks performs a variety of functions. These are discussed in standard textbooks and websites devoted to anatomy and physiology. For example, the cossacks and the two ischium bones of the pelvis together form a tripod that helps to bear the weight of the body and provide balance when a person is seated. As a person leans back, more weight is transferred to the cossacks. The cossacks also serves as an anchor for the attachment of numerous tendons, ligaments, and muscles. Some of these muscles form the hammock-like pelvic floor, which supports various internal organs, especially as we stand upright. Several muscles contribute to bowel and bladder function, including the delaying of defecation and urination, not exactly trivial abilities. The cossacks helps to support the spinal cord as well, serving as an anchor for the phylum terminale, a fibrous length of tissue that stretches from the top of the cossacks to the lower part of the spinal cord. Beyond this point, the Cossack serves as an additional purpose in women, helping to accommodate childbirth. In females, the Cossacks is less curved compared to males, so it doesn't point as far upward, thus making room for a baby's head to pass through the pelvis. It is more flexible as well because the movements of the Cossacks during labor actually help to enlarge the birth canal. All of this implicates purposeful design. Some evolutionists have pointed out that there are cases in which a damaged or diseased Cossacks has been surgically removed, proving that the Cossacks is not essential. But so what? Having a purpose and being essential are not the same thing. The fact that one can live with the loss of a pinky toe, for example, does not demonstrate that it has no function. For that matter, one can live without arms, legs, hair, teeth, and half of a brain. Yet all these parts are clearly operative in a normal, healthy body. If they are missing, either other body parts must compensate or the body will suffer from the loss. The same is true regarding the cossacks. This is obvious from the fact that removal of the cossacks means severing those muscles, tendons, and ligaments to which it is attached, and perhaps reattaching them elsewhere. But personal testimonies are also available online that indicate recovery from a cossagectomy can be difficult including pain when sitting or moving, not to mention bathroom complications. Since the Cossacks does perform a variety of functions, there is no reason at all to suppose that it is some kind of degenerate remnant of a once-functioning tail. Yes, the Cossacks occupies the same position in the human body where a tail begins in other creatures. But since God gave humans a physical design that is similar to other vertebrates, our spine a finite linear structure after all, must come to an end somewhere in our lower back. And yes, as evolutionists have pointed out elsewhere, when a human embryo develops in the womb, the spinal column initially extends well beyond the lower limbs, but this is only because it grows more quickly. The rest of the body later catches up and surpasses the end of the spine, showing that its resemblance to a tail is entirely superficial. The bones of the lower spine, incorrectly called a tail in the embryo, are still present in the adult. It's not as though a tail appears and then is lost before the baby is born. There never was a tail there at all. Also, it is true that occasionally people are born with caudal appendages, odd fleshy groats extending from their lower backs, which evolutionists call human tails, insisting they are throwbacks to our evolutionary history. Yet these turn out to be deformities resulting from diseases like spina bifida, when the bones and membranes around the spinal cord fail to close properly. Sometimes these growths contain muscle and even nerves that can stimulate the muscle to move, but they are produced by neurological disorders, not from dormant genes passed down to us from monkeys. There are no documented cases of these caudal appendages containing vertebrae and they neither resemble an animal's tail in their structure nor perform functions that an animal tail performs, such as aiding with balance or brushing away insects. To assert that they have anything to do with evolution is pure fantasy. Given how simple it is to disprove the notion that the Cossacks quote serves no purpose, It is disturbing to see that claim on display at a prominent educational institution where the public is being misled. The Cossacks clearly makes a useful contribution to the proper functioning of the body. Therefore, we call on the American Museum of Natural History to correct their exhibit. We earnestly hope that the museum curators will honor the truth even if it comes at Darwin's expense. The field of biology focuses on living things, from the smallest microscopic protozoa to the largest mammal. In the book Exploring the World of Biology, you will read and explore the life of plants, insects, spiders, and other arachnids, life in water, reptiles, birds, and mammals, highlighting God's amazing creation. You will learn about the following and so much more. How does biological classification give each different type of plant or animal a unique name? In what way are seeds spread around the world? What food does the body use for long-term storage of energy? How did biologists learn how the stomach digested food? And what plant gave George de Mistral the idea for Velcro? For most of history, biologists used the visible appearance of plants or animals to classify them. They grouped plants or animals with similar-looking features into families. Starting in the 1990s, biologists have extracted DNA and RNA from cells as a guide to how plants or animals should be grouped. Like visual structures, they reveal the underlying design or creation. The Exploring the World of Biology book is a fascinating look at life, from the smallest proteins and spores to the complex life systems of humans and animals, and it's available at creation.com store. I am Joseph Darnell. For everyone at creation.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.